place in my heart and also my life uh, for home missions works. Uh, I was, first of all, uh, I was born and raised in Pentecost, but also my dad was an evangelist, but then became a home missions pastor uh, for 10 years. And I know exactly this setting. And I was thinking this morning as I was up real early if I was asleep still, I was thinking about life, almost 40 years old before this year, but each each scenario, each uh, circumstance, and each phase of my life in my younger years prepared me for the formation field. And the only the only thing that I don't really understand why God found in me is being an only child. And hardly only children are usually leaders, but the Lord found something in me that he could use. And uh, but we appreciate brother. I'm gonna say come out in. Is that yes, good? Yes. come out in to be here this morning for the open door uh, of utterance. We can come and give our bird for the country of Brazil. We're gonna get acquainted here in a little bit. Uh, give you our testimony and uh, just follow the footsteps of the Holy Ghost. What He would have for us. But I'm so glad that my wife is with us and also my son Logan. I did not realize that Brother Kamarena was Logan's Sunday school teacher back in 14 or 15, whenever it was. Uh, but anyway, glad to be here with all Sister Sabrina. Sister Sabrina is not blood family, but she's light family to us. Uh, I've been in Brazil as long as she is old. And she's 21 years old. And uh, I went to Brazil, she was only two months old. And uh, time is going by fast. There's nothing better than to be a part of God's work and God's yes. will Amen. while it is yet day. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to have my wife come and testify real quickly. This is my wife's first time to Northern California. Uh, me and Logan came by ourselves in 2014. Four years ago, three years ago, I'm not really sure. But the closer you get to 40, the more you forget. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can say amen to that. But anyway. It's my, it's my wife's, I think, 13th or 14th trip to the States, and uh, we've been married since uh, August the 23rd, 1998, and uh, the Lord had mercy on me, I guess you could say, he gave me a good wife, and I was, I've been in Brazil since I was 17 and a half years old, and it's unique, usually you go to the mission field and you're in your mid-20s, maybe even uh, 30s. But the Lord called me the mission field when I was real young. But living in Brazil already, I was 19 and a half years old, over two years of the, living there, speaking Portuguese fluently. And I was praying one day, and I said, God, I said, I don't know if my wife is going to be from America, from Brazil, wherever she's from, but I just wanted to come from you. Yeah, right. and, uh, you know, the Bible says, who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yeah. And there was a, a young lady. You all know the Raul Alvear Jr. That's the missionary that I work with. But I, she was looking at me, and I was looking at her. And, and I don't know if anybody knows that feel when your heart beats real fast. Amen. And somebody looks at you. It's that different look than what Donald Trump would look at you. Amen. But anyway, my heart beat beat, beat real fast. And, uh, anyway, we started dating, and August 23rd, 1990, we got married. Happy ever after. Amen. <laughs> perfect, perfect marriage. There is no such thing as a perfect marriage. 
but there's a blessed marriage here in the city of Gainesville. Amen. I'm glad my wife's here. She does speak a lot of English, but when it comes to testifying, uh, she goes to her old interpreter. Now, if you take her to a Hobby Lobby or to a Walmart, Target, amen, she, she feels right at home, so she don't even need her interpreter there. I want to thank the Lord today for one more day that He's given us to be in His presence. And also want to say we appreciate your fine pastor for allowing us to come this morning to be in your church. And also for the Paul for allowing us to stay at his hotel. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And we were desperately needing to wash clothes, and we did that to about midnight. Amen. <laughs> Poor washer and dryer got worked over there. Amen. Thank you, Brother Paul, for leaving the light on for us. Amen. <laughs> And also, it's an honor to be in your state, California, and it's definitely a beautiful state. Also, so we appreciate for the Lord, the Lord uh, protecting us, keeping His angels and children about us. Uh, traveled thousands of miles since we've been on the road since January the second. And uh, we just thank the Lord today for His mercy and His protection. And when you pray for foreign missions, you to pray for us. We definitely depend and need, need your prayers. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have Sister Sabrina come and testify real quick. Sister Sabrina, now she is, like I told you, she's 21 years old. And uh, she... Brazil is a very, very large country. Most of us do not understand how big it is, but it's actually larger than the continent of the United States of America. If we didn't have Alaska, it would be larger than America. But Sister Sabrina actually lives about 19 hours northwest of us. And uh, her family and her have been in that area for 10 years. I'm going to tell you about that. But they work among the um, Brazilian Indians called the Guajajara Indians. So we'll let her testify. And uh, she understands a lot of English as well, especially in Walmarts and Targets, just like this one. I don't know, just something. Uh, but she still has to use her translator, though. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here this morning, juntamente com todos os irmãos. I want to say it's just so good to be here this morning with each and every one of you. E conhecer mais essa parte da família do Senhor. And also to meet each and every one of you in this, this great family here this morning. E mesmo não entendendo muita coisa, é bom saber que nós adoramos ao mesmo Deus e a presença dele está aqui nessa manhã. Even though we don't understand all the words you say, we do understand the presence of the Lord that is here in this building this morning. Aren't you glad for the presence of the Lord today? Nós servimos a um Deus que entende todas as línguas. E ele sabe o propósito que tem na vida de cada um de nós. And the Lord he understands every language and he has a purpose for each and every life here today. E há 11 anos, é, o meu pai sentiu um chamado para uma área muito difícil e carente da palavra do Senhor no Brasil. Almost 11 years ago, my dad and my mother, uh, they felt the call to go to a very remote area of Brazil. E 
Foi muito difícil, porque nós fomos para longe da família, dos amigos, e estávamos no lugar praticamente onde nós não conhecíamos ninguém. It was very difficult because in that area we had no family, we had no friends, we didn't know anybody. Uh, but it, that's where sometimes the Lord calls you. E no quando nós chegamos lá nós começamos com algumas crianças e um senhor de idade. In our first service we had an elderly man and a bunch of kids. E depois o senhor foi nos abençoando e abrindo as portas para que nós fôssemos para outros lugares, outros bairros e até chegarmos nas é, aldeias. And the Lord He began to bless us and help us each step of the way. We kept on pressing on and we won people to the Lord and got into new areas and even started um, uh, working among the indigenous people. E então o Senhor tem nos abençoado e há cinco anos nós trabalhamos com os indígenas que vêm crescendo e aprendendo a palavra do Senhor. And it's now been five years that we've been working among the Indian people and they are learning to know who Jesus really is. e perseguições, o Senhor ele continua abençoando porque a obra é dele, não nossa. And despite the challenges, despite the verbal persecution, sometimes we still serve a God that keeps takes care of His people when you're in the center of His will. Amen. E nós servimos a um Deus que é grande e pode todas as coisas. And we serve a great big God and He can do anything. I'm glad you said that kind of God this morning. Amen. Thank you. And when you pray, please pray for us as well, that God continue to help us to see the church grow and also just to be in the center of His will. If we sing this morning, will you come out? All right. We're going to try to sing a, sing a song today. Uh, we serve a great big God. And you know, I was, we've, we've been in California now eight days we've traveled from two minutes from Mexico all the way up to here and uh, just to see how fast your state is and also to see how beautiful it is just shows also the great big God that we serve but if we start to look up at the skies and the stars the heavens the oceans the division of waters to see how complex See how complex this world really is. The more we become lost for words. Amen. But I'm so glad today that we serve a great big God. And He's mindful of us. Yes, He is. He takes care of the world. He takes care. He, it's just that to His word. But He made us in His image and His likeness. Amen. So we're going to sing this song this morning. You all know it. You can help us sing in English. It's an old, old song. And we're going to sing it in Brazilian Portuguese and also Sister Sabrina. If you'd like to help her, she's going to sing in Guajajara Indian. <laughs> Have at it. You can't even Google that, believe me, and you won't find it. But, anyway, uh, but we're going to sing to them. The Bible says there's not a speech or a language where their voice is not heard. And no matter what language it is, God understands it. So just help us this morning, if you will. And let's all stand to our feet if you can. Let's worship the Lord. You know, worshiping God. Is a as a tool, as an instrument that God gave us that has some power behind it. Amen. Amen. No matter what you're going through today, our God's a great big God. Amen. And He deserves the praise and the glory and the honor.
us today. Amen. We're rusty.
and I was not invited, but it's because of finances. But anyway, my mother worked at a large consolidator for the United States Post Office back then, and her boss went to a, a denominal church and said, Angie, my mom, Angie, you know what? It would be good to see your son go. And so anyway, they raised the money for me to go, and we went through Asuncion, Paraguay, where we stayed for about 12 hours, and I went to Pizza Hut, enjoyed it. My mom and dad stayed up in a little hotel. Well, when we flew into Sao Paulo, Brazil, the second largest city in the world, approximately 21 million people, uh, we landed in Sao Paulo, and for 12 straight days, the only thing I could do was just cry. Now, as you can tell, I have a birth defect. I was a very secluded, shut-in person, never wanted to speak to hardly anybody because of my birth defect. I'd always have my hand over my mouth. But the only thing I could do for 12 straight days was just do nothing but cry. I'd be in a bread store and be crying. And I couldn't understand it. And I'd get so frustrated. I said, God, what's going on? But that was the beginning stages of God beginning to mold me and to break me and to make me what He wanted me to be. And so Brazil literally consumed me. It consumed me. Uh, it took over me. In high school, I would be in school and I would just think about Brazil. I went back to Brazil. stayed three months. Uh, I'm making a long story short now, but that three months turned into six months. I learned the Portuguese language in 90 days. I had no books at all. I just had one little dictionary, English to Portuguese. And I would literally, every night when I go to bed, I would hold it over my chest and I would cry. And I would say, God, if you've called me to Brazil, I want you to teach me the language and not anybody else. Sometimes we want God to put out the red carpet, blow trumpets. But I want God just to teach me the language. And so God taught me the language. In 90 days, I was testifying and preaching on my own in the bus systems of big cities, speaking on my own. Today, I speak Portuguese more advanced, a vast vocabulary more than I do in English. English is my second language. I've lived there 21 years, so that's why. If I were to learn Portuguese today, I wouldn't know where to start. Unless it would be divine intervention. Not Rosetta Stone. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Jehovah Rock. We'll just put it that way. Not Rosetta Stone. But anyway. Amen. Amen. Anyway, the Lord taught me the Portuguese language. At 19 and a half, like I said, I saw this beautiful young lady with her Oliver Oliver Jr.'s church. She was looking at me. I was looking at him. Me and him were at a real fancy restaurant in Campinas, Brazil, called McDonald's. <laughs> One day. And uh, we were looking at the menu, and I said, Roger, I said, you know, I said, in the States, nobody ever uh, orders single cheeseburgers. And he said, yeah, it's either doubles or triples or quads. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, there's a young lady in your church that would make me a fine double cheeseburger. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, who would want to make you? He thought I was literally saying make a cheeseburger. I said, no, it's not me. She would be the right patty for me <laughs> to make me a, that would be and hurt me a one meat. <laughs> she was like, oh, now I get your proud, your, your little parable there. Now I understand. <laughs> okay. And uh, he already knew about it. 
my wife <laughs> is actually, if you know the Alviars, Brother Kamadina knows the Alviars, they have nine adopted children. And her sister married one of the adopted sons. And Sister Sabrina's dad is the oldest adopted son. So anyway, my wife and I became a double cheeseburger August the 23rd, 1998. <laughs> and along with that, just like Sister Kamadina, we have now a happy Two happy meals, amen. A big kid's meal and a happy meal, amen. No more. <laughs> we retired. <laughs> Two is enough, but anyway. But in January of 1999, the Lord took my brand new wife and I 38 hours north. Before getting married, and when we got married, we were asking the Lord had to be in his perfect will and where we would endeavor for him in the country of Brazil. And uh, But anyway, <sighs> Brother Alviar Sr. had received some letters from a little tiny church of only seven members in North Brazil in a city called Arapiraca. When I'm, I'm the, thing, the same thing you're thinking, where? That's what I said. I said, where? And he said, I want you to go up there. I want you to just fill it out have some services with them and just pray about it. Don't say anything, but they're begging for a pastor. The pastor has glaucoma, is up in age, can't do it anymore. So anyway, I went up there on a 38-hour bus ride. And just to show you the truth in the center of God's will, our bus got shot at by bandits. So we're in the center of God's will. And 38 hours later, I get off the bus walking like this. And pitiful, uh, it's hideous. And I got off the bus. It was about 95 degrees. I looked around. It was like I was stepping back in time in the maybe 40s. I saw horses and buggies everywhere. So motorcycle taxis. I didn't see a half of a golden arch. I was in the wrong place. And... Uh, the city of Arapiraca is now today 220,000 people, the tobacco capital of Brazil, and considered one of the best tobaccos in the world. And that's neither here or there, but anyway. So I'm looking around saying, God, what do I do now? And this guy about 50 meters away says, hey, you the missionary? I said, yes, sir. He said, hop on. So I got on this motorcycle taxi. The guy had dropped by six Mountain Dews, a couple of full throttles, <laughs> those other energy drinks, and just <laughs> flew. And I was hanging on for dear life, and he stopped at this stoplight. Thank God it was red. But right there in the downtown part of Arapidaka, I saw the humongous, they call the Mother Church, the Catholic Church. And all of a sudden, the same tears that I cried the first day I got into Brazil when I was 17 years old, I started crying once again. Now, you don't understand that because you weren't there. But as I'm sitting on that, on that motorcycle taxi, the Lord puts a scripture in my mind that I believe will be very ideal for Lathrop, California this morning. And Jonah chapter 4, verse 11, where it says, And can I not spare this great city? Where there are more than six, six core thousand persons that cannot discern their right hand, their left hand, by how much cattle. And I was just crying tears. And I said, Oh God, this cannot be happening. You're saying I'm going to come here? 
this is back in the 40s. I want to be in a big city where there's malls and there's outbacks. I'm in the outback. I don't want this. And uh, we had our first service there. I worshiped with them. We had 15 there. Eight visitors come to see the gringo. Amen. Only American in the whole city. You thought that you thought there'd been 8,000 people there that night. But anyway, had our service there that night. But make a long story short, that's where the Lord put us. Started with seven people. And Brother Camarena, my wife and I, I was 20. My wife was 22. She's one year, 363 days older than me. And uh, so anyway, my wife and I were the youth group. I was the janitor. I was the drum player. I was the preacher. I was the counselor. I was the first one to get there and the last one to leave. <laughs> and, but the Bible says, despise not the days of small things. And I know for sure this morning we're going to come out in and we can look back in the rearview mirror of Abundant Life Center and see how far God has brought us. But if we look into the windshield ahead of us, God's got greater things, don't we? Amen. 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 Let's clap our hands and look for what God's ever done. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. over seven people and our motto was just like you all one win one yes. amen. amen the mathematics that God uses is either multiplication or addition he never uses subtraction never uses division and our motto is one win one hit the streets we are witnessing inviting people to church going into the highways and the byways, and as the Bible says, in English, compel them to come in. And for Jesus, it says, call them to come in. And so we were having services, visitors coming, people being baptized in Jesus' name. The church was filling up, and that's when we started our daughter works. And people started calling upon us to have services in their neighborhoods, in their townships, in their villages, in their cities, and the Lord was adding to the church. And I could literally sit here and talk to you until next Sunday at noon about what took place during those first couple of years. But in one year, we did actually build our first daughter work within one year. And it was on a trash dump site. Everybody that lived there lived in these little cardboard shacks. And they would actually risk their lives going to the city trash every day to try to find copper and recycled goods. We started a church there, and that's what God does. He takes us to places where they are abandoned, they're forgotten, but yet they have a soul just like you and I. Amen. We cannot put a price tag on a soul because it was actually bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, started building daughter works. I could talk to you all day, but I'm just going to get, get some highlights. Uh, started do, do, doing daughter works. And, uh, but today, 2018, we now are in three states. Uh, the state above us is called Pernambuco. The capital there is called Recife. It's the third largest city in Brazil. And uh, we have 14 works in that area, in the metropolitan area. We now have all together 25 Daughter works all together. 
Se nos escapa bien su amor, ¿dónde? Twenty-five words. While we have been gone, they have also started another uh, storefront, storefront building. And uh, just back in December, not even, not even a month yet, uh, we dedicated a brand new church that we just got finished building. Brother Kelly Nix from San Antonio, Texas, was there to dedicate it for us. And that church already has a daughter work out of it. And in a little village called Pasita, where they now have 40 regular members coming to that little daughter work, a storefront church. They rented it, and they are paying their own rent. Amen. So we only have one, right now as we speak, we have one home missions work that is dependent on us as the missionaries. And what we usually do, we'll send a home missions pastor into the, into the area, and for two years our headquarters church will financially... Uh, take uh, financially be responsible for that home missions work, rent, and things like that. But in the year 2017, uh, until now it has been our, been our greatest year, 2018 will be better, but 2017 we did see among the 25 works, 130 people that we know of baptized in the wonderful and only name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. But anyway, God's done great things. Uh, being independent missionaries, there are pros, there are cons, and we come to the States, my wife and I, the family and I, uh, at least we try to come once a year. Sometimes it's longer than that, uh, but uh, to come and, of course, raise support, funds like that, but also to share our burden and to be a blessing to churches like this. And uh, as we came to the States this time, uh, Sister She's going to show you some pictures of some of the works. Uh, I'm not very computer savvy. This is our first time actually going to show you this presentation. And, uh, but it's because of churches like you that what you're going to see today uh, that we are able to accomplish what we do accomplish. Amen. But just some little interesting facts on Brazil, folks. When you think of Brazil, what do you think of? Somebody just yell it out. Coffee. Man, don't say that. <laughs> I love Keurigs, but man, we call that chafe, which means half tea, half coffee. Amen. But anyway, anything, anybody else? Coffee, what else? Steak. Huh? Steak. steak. Don't talk about food at noon. <laughs> coffee and steak. <laughs> All right, anything else? Rio? Rio. Amazon? Pele? All right, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Brazil is a very, very, very unique country in the world. It's a hodgepodge of cultures, like many other countries. But Brazil, South America, was founded by the Portuguese, Pedro Alves Cabral, um, and also by different cultures, such as Holland, and also by the French. Matter of fact, the capital of San Luis, where Sister Sabina lives six hours away, uh, was founded by the French. It's the only city founded by the French in Brazil. Anyway, Brazil, South America is a very, very large country. If you read in the facts, the fifth largest country in the world in land mass with 5.35 million square miles. Brazil has 26 states and one federal district. Matter of fact, the capital of Brazil 
is Brasilia, right here in the middle, Distrito Federal de Brasil. Uh, the capital of Brazil is Brazil. Oh, I'm just repeating all this. In 1960, Brazil shares a border with nine countries, every South American country except Chile and Ecuador. Brazil takes up 55% of South America's land mass, which is also a very interesting fact. The Amazon River, over half of which lies within Brazil, is the world's largest by volume. It's 3,900 long, and during the wet season, that can become over 118 miles wide. I've flown over it numerous times. So I just come to show you how big the Amazon River is. The Amazon rainforest is the world's largest, containing one-fifth of the world's freshwater reserves and producing one-third of Earth's oxygen. We call it in Brazil one of the world's lungs. About 60% of the Amazon lies in Brazil. Brazil is the sixth largest country in the world by population at 201 million. That was in 2014. 75% uh, of Brazil's population is crammed in this corner right here. Rio has almost 10 million people. Sao Paulo with its suburbs has right at 21 million. This is the state where we live in, the state of Alagoas, okay? And Northeast Brazil where we live consists of nine states, approximately 55 million people total within the nine states. The largest city is Recife right at 4 million people. This just comes to show you some of the beauty of North Brazil, but also the contrast in the interior close to where we live, where during our summer months in Brazil, 100 degree, day, 100 degree days, and we'll go up to seven months without one drop of rain. But the Bible says in Romans 10, 14, How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The Lord has called us to northeast Brazil. And just to be honest with you, I'll be transparent with you. Brazil, South America, in the southeast corner, Rio and Sao Paulo, is very Americanized. You'll shut, you, can open, you can shut your eyes and actually feel like you're in the States. Outbacks, uh, real nice malls. The largest mall in South America is in South Brazil. Americanized. But North Brazil, Northeast Brazil, I say this personally and just a personal opinion. I've traveled a lot in Brazil, but I've, I, in my opinion, I think Northeast Brazil is what we would call the last mission field in South America. The reason being is it's not a very desired area, there's no jobs political corruption, and also the geographic challenges. It's very, very difficult to live in. But despite all of that, there is a people like you and I that need to know that who Jesus really is. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad somebody preached the truth to you? Amen. Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And like I said just a while ago, we're going to go with these, these pictures a little bit more fast, but this is just recent pictures. Like I said, 2017, we baptized 130, and these are very, very recent, up-to-date pictures. Uh, matter of fact, can you hit the back button? I'm sorry. This is my first time going through. This was just the last Sunday that I was in Brazil, matter of fact, our headquarters church. 
And uh, this is us baptizing a whole entire Trinitarian church in the interior uh, state above us. Another Trinitarian church here. Okay. And uh, this is a whole missions pastor right here in the middle, Brother Jason Leach. He's baptizing a young lady in Jesus' name. A Trinitarian woman pastor in Jesus' name right there. And others being baptized in Jesus' name. 130 in 2017. Amen. For one by, for by one spirit we are baptized in one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. No matter where it is, get into rivers with unknown waters. Recently, I was in the San Francisco River, and I was up to my neck in water, and all of a sudden, I saw this huge mass of something glowing in the water, like gold. And I looked, and it was a school of Toronto. And I was slowly, but surely getting out of the water, amen. So, man, I was like, wow. You know, the piranha is just a beast that man has made. It's really not that bad. <laughs> just go try it, I dare you. You're now going to see some of our daughter works within our state. This church here was built in 2010 with Manuel Horacio above us. He has this church and also a daughter work. Okay? This here is his daughter work where right now we are building it right now as we speak. This here is a little area called the Trinchera Village. It's about 20, 25 minutes from his city where he pastors. This here is the Luciopolis Church. It was founded in 2008. Uh, it's a little tiny building, but with over 80 people crammed in that little building right there. So that's like trying to get 160 in here. Okay. This here is the San Miguel dos Campos Church. Now, this is very unique because Sabrina's dad, back in 1998, started this church in a home missions, or in a storefront building kind of similar to this. I preached the first service there, but he moved away, and so we inherited this church, the congregation, under our leadership, uh, in 2010, amen, so, but the, now I'm kind of like the overseer, but, but the pastor is Brother Idilson. Now, Brother Idilson here, he is what I call my regional assistant. Over all the 25 works that we have planted, while I'm gone, he is the overseer. While I'm gone, he takes care of everything. Matter of fact, he just got back from Recife yesterday. This here is the Lago de Canoa Church. It's about 45 minutes from our city. And it's a very, very unique church. I could tell you, talk about this church a lot. But this is Brother Manuel and Sister Eliachi, the overseers of it. But this used to be called the Bar de Amor, which means Bar of Love. And now it's a one God apostolic church. Amen. So, And from that church, we have now another daughter work. This is the Traidas Village uh, Church. It's a daughter work to the Lago de Cano. This is a little, what would you call it? Like a shed. We pack about 25 to 30 people in it. And you know what brotherly love is? <laughs> we just clap hands next to each other. That's what we call the first church of Tuna. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> We just pack them in there. But we are 
right now as we speak, I didn't show you that we have a picture, but we are purchasing a piece of property for that area. Now, this is the Book of the Mata Church. This is, once again, my regional assistant pastor up here with Adilson. This is his church. Now, his church is literally busting at the seams. All the churches that you are seeing in these pictures were started under trees and or uh, storefront buildings, street corners, front rooms. Our first services with two, three, five, ten people. This church here actually was very unique back in 2001. I've got to share this. A young family from my church from the trash dump church. Okay. He came to my house one day. I was washing the church van, a hippie van. Called a combi. And I was washing the van. And he said, missionary, he said, my wife and I, and we're going to go to Boca de Mata to visit my family. We'll be back tomorrow for church. I said, oh, great. I said, have a blast. I said, where are you going? He said, Boca de Mata. This is 2001. And uh, that afternoon, I had just got back to the house, and I saw him running down the street where I lived. He said, Missionary, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? He said, as soon as we got off the bus in Boca de Mata, he said, I ran into my old pastor and his wife when I was in church years ago, and he said, I was telling them about the church that I went to and the pastor that I had. I said, really? I said, why did you come back? He said, I've got to say that. I've got to tell you this. He said, as I was telling about you and the church that I belong to, I've been baptized in Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost, blah, blah, blah. He said, I was telling that my pastor was American. And the pastor's wife said, you're mean your pastor is American? She said, this is not coincidence. This is God. She said, I just had a dream two weeks ago about our entire church we were in a service, and the church was actually caving in. And she said, I was on my hands and knees trying to find a way out of the church building with 39 members trying to find a way out of the church before it was going to kill them. It's caving in. She said she saw a little narrow space in the wall, and when she looked out, she saw a tall, white, light-headed, and a young man that had a hair lip. With a Bible in one hand, and with his other hand, he was taking the people out of the church building to safety. Wow. And when he said that, I got, I'm, I've got him right now. Goosebumps. Yeah. Amen. I said, wow. I said, get in the van. We're going there right now. Because I'm the only gringo with a hair lady in this whole country. <laughs> so anyway... I left the service with the other guys that night and I went to Boca de Mata. As soon as I pulled up to this pastor and his wife's home, I had not even got out of the van with the camarada when all of a sudden I saw this little short lady running to me, literally crying with tears coming down her cheeks. She said, missionary. She said, you're the exact same person that I saw in my dream. Everything about you is exact. She said, inherited everything about you. Her husband came up to me. He said, missionary, this is not coincidental. He said, what is the message that God has brought you here to tell us? The Lord had already showed me that God was going to take one thing down and he was going to build up a great big church in that city. Amen. And at that night, with 30, 36 of the 39 members, I 
took out the plan of salvation, Acts 2.38, who Jesus really is. Jesus named baptism, oneness of God. We baptize the whole entire Trinitarian Church in Jesus' name. Amen. flies and you're having fun. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, where were we at? My co-pilot. Amen. But anyway, 16 and a half, 17 years later, the church is busting at the seams. There were 95 people. The church is too small now. And uh, two months before coming to the States, I was preaching there at a regional rally. And I told the church, I said, you know, I said, the Lord has another church for you. I don't know how it's going to be, but I said the Lord is going to have to provide another larger building. And I told her the deal, and I said, tomorrow morning, this is on a Saturday, I said, tomorrow morning you all have prayer from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Sunday. So I said, what I want you to do is, I want you to have regular prayer, and when you're done, get out of the church, the whole entire church, and make a lap, seven laps, sorry, Seven laps around the block. He said, you sure? I said, I'm definitely sure. The Lord's impressed me to tell you this. So anyway, one more, two more. There we go. So anyway, they make a lap, lap around the block, seven laps. On the seventh lap, they do what I tell them. They just make a bunch of noise at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> so they're clapping their hands they're shouting, they're praising they're thanking God for a larger building even though they don't see it and that's it and so two weeks before coming to the States I was there once again to make my last trip there before coming to the States and during the service I said church in 2001 I'm going to show you this the Lord impressed me or not, let's just say not impressed me I felt the urge Let's just say that. I felt the urge to buy this property with nothing on it for $1,000 U.S. dollars, and I couldn't come up with it. So we just left it alone. But the Lord that night during church said that that property was going to be ours. And they're like... So after church, the pastor says, missionary says, I do not doubt the voice of God, but the owner of that place is like the beast of Ephesus. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, he's called the cops on us. He's tried to shut us down because of noise pollution. He's made fun of our young ladies, the way they dress. He makes fun of me. He calls me a rich pastor, stealing the ties from the four saints. I said, really? I said, that's great. I said, when God says it, he's going to do it. God will take that guy out of the scene. So anyway, two days before coming to the States, we left on Wednesday, on Monday morning, where the Dilson calls his missionary, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? He said, the beast of Ephesus. As I'm leaving the church, the church is right there, where he's at right there. So I'm leaving the church this morning out of prayer, the beast of Ephesus at the door with a smile on his face for the first time. The guy never smiles. And the beast of Ephesus said, Pastor, he said, you know what? He said, I'm going to sell my house. I want to move out in the country. And he said, the first person I thought of was you. And Pastor Edison was like, 
a missionary didn't fall off his wheelchair. <laughs> so anyway, he said, you know, he said, I want to move out in the country. And he said, the first person I thought of was you because you'd be the best people to buy my house. And the pastor just said, why is that? He said, well, he said, I wouldn't want to make friends with somebody to buy my house and then want to sell it back to me because of all the noise you all make. So he said, I want you all to buy it so I won't be able to, to make anybody go through misery with all this noise. So I said, Pastor, I, just, I said, go back there right now and we're going to take vengeance upon this guy from ridiculing us, for calling the cops on us, noise pollution, etc. Et Ask him how much he wants for it. So he was asking 12,000 U.S. dollars for the whole house, the property, everything behind it. I said, Jew him down. I said, I know you're Brazilian, but Jew him down. We've got the blood of Jesus running through our veins. Amen. So Jew him down. So he did. He Jew him down. He called me back. He said, I've talked to you down to $9,000. Grant. And so... A week after I got into the States, where the Nielsen sent me on WhatsApp, and I said, Missionary, the guy came down $500 more, and that's it. So $8,500. We've already raised, with this last Sunday, we now have, have $3,500 toward the purchase of this beast of Ephesus house. Amen. So help us pray that God has supplied that need, because we know that this is God's kingdom, this is God's church, and he's going to take care of it. Amen. Jesus This is our headquarters church today. This is not a very good picture of it on the outside. It was clean in the, the inside. But anyway, this is the church that we took over that had seven members. But this is not the church the way it was. The church that we pastored was literally half the size of this building. Just cut it down the middle. And this is how big our church was when we took over with seven members. And like I said a while ago, I'll say it again. Despise not the days of small things. And I never want to place more value on this more than what I place value on what I had. Amen. 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 If, we, if we do that contrary, God's blessings will never be upon us. Amen. But God's done great things. This is our headquarters church today. Just got done with a major renovation, uh, redoing it. We built the original church in 2007. And then just uh, last year, we redid the whole entire church building. Now, these are not our, these are rented chairs. We do have pews. Okay? Now, this here is one of our daughter works in our city. This is in a very, very dangerous neighborhood. Uh, it's called the Valentin Village Church, daughter work of our headquarters church. This here is the state above us. Now, if I talk, just talked about Recife, over 4 million people. Like I said, we have 14 works in the metropolitan area and also the state. This is the Ibuda Church. Now, unfortunately, our site presentation is not completely done. This is my first time doing this since I've been in the States. I don't know how to do it. We do have just some recent pictures. This is the Jordan District Church right behind the Recife International Airport. Uh, this is uh, the Jordan Church. This here is the Abreu Ilima Church. Uh, this here is Brother Alex and his wife, Sister Sedia, and their two daughters. This here is an Abreu Ilima, which is uh, a, it's a city, 
but it's just connected with Recife on the north side. This here is also called Igarasu Church. It's also uh, the north side of Recife, okay? This here is the Paulista Church, which is uh, west side of Recife. It's a brand new church. Uh, storefront building runs about seven or eight people only. It's just started uh, there for the 80s follow This is the Lima Wedo Church. This is a church that back in 2015 uh, we baptized 29 people from Trinitarian Church, and from there we have started this church. Now we run over 95 people right now, and just dedicated this building right here. Brother Kelly Nix was there with us. Uh, to dedicate it for us. But this is the Lima Widow Church. They already have another daughter work and also another preaching point out of that building, out of that church. This here is a home missions work. Uh, this You can relate to this. This is Brother Jazon and his family, Sister Yoke and their two daughters. Uh, Brother Jazon was from Recife. And we felt the will of God. I started this church uh, back in 2016. Now, I want to share this real quickly with you. In 2010, my wife and I, for our wedding anniversary, went to a city called Aracaju. Aracaju is three hours south of us, right on the Atlantic Ocean. Very beautiful city, a lot of oil. A lot of Halliburton guys there from the States, etc. But anyway, uh, when I arrived in that city with the Kamada, and I really had never been never been there except for the airport, and I just began to cry over the city. I said, God, it would be so awesome to us have a church here. Because that we knew of, there was no Jesus' name church there. So I prayed over it. My mother was with us on our wedding anniversary. And uh, baby city. Oh, I love grandmas. And uh, so in 2014, we went back wedding anniversary without my mom. And uh, same thing happened. I started crying over the city. When 2016, I get home from my church service one night on a Thursday night, and I see this message on Facebook Messenger from someone. And it says, is this missionary Ryan Thompson in Portugal? I said, yes. Who is this? And she said, my name is Diane. You baptized me and my entire family back in 2000. And I said, is this the same Diane that spoke in English when you were speaking in tongues. Now, this young lady spoke in plain English when she was speaking in tongues. And so we called her immediately, and I said, Diane, man, it's so awesome to hear your voice. Where have you been? And her, her family, her mom and dad got into a divorce, etc. They moved off, the whole entire family. She said, well, she said, I have been trying to find you for almost two years. She said, where I live does not have my church, my pastor, and we need you bad. I said, where do you live? She said, well, I live in Aracaju. So the same city I've been praying for since 2010, the Lord allowed us to make connection. And we started a preaching point there. From there, we rented this corner building right here in a little city just outside Aracaju called San Cristobal. This is Brother Jason right here on his uh, Harley Davidson. <laughs> he calls it that. And his speakers. Now what he'll do, he'll go through the city preparing for service and he'll 
uh, have a little microphone and he will invite people, invite people to church over his speaker system on his Harley Davidson. Man, that's style. Amen. <laughs> But I think that's it, right? Okay. But from that church, they already have a preaching point as well. So let's clap our hands to the Lord today for what God is doing. Amen. I hope, hope that wasn't dull. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. For me to show you those pictures, like taking a kid into a candy store and so you can't have candy. Because I want to be there right now. This is so bad. But I hope you were able to feel the transparency of our burden. And at the same time, we're in our mission field, but you're in yours. Yeah. And this is the place of your calling. You have a great missionary and his wife. And we're not in Lathrop, California just to have church. But we're here to make a difference in Lathrop, California. And I want to challenge all of us today. I know your pastor is doing that already. I can see that. I know there's going to be great results of it. Amen. And we pray, we dedicate, we consecrate, we fast, we pay the price. God will give us the increase. And uh, just before leaving Brazil, I challenged our church for 100 souls in 365 days. And we're seeing that come to, while I'm gone, we're seeing that take place. Just last service, we had a young lady repent of her sin. You're getting ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Excited. We do want to say once again, brother, come on in and thank you for letting us come today and uh, share our burden. I know this is a foreign mission service, but I, my mission today was not just to show pictures, but that our transparency can become contagious among you. And we can challenge ourselves to do even more for God. Amen. Don't ever look in the mirror and say you can't do nothing for God. You can. Amen. Your limited education, God don't look at that. God just used fishermen and changed to turn the world upside down. Amen. God uses prophets. God uses who he wants to. For the sake of others. Amen. So let's all stand to our feet if we will today. Thank you for coming in once again. Amen. We will be praying for you and your endeavors. I will say this. Any home missions church that I go to. Thank God for the pastor that you have. Because he is truly a hero. Amen. 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 I know the church that he's came out of. And where he is today. But you know what? God's done great things in Lathrop. And God has so much more to do. Amen. I want to be a part of it. How about you? Amen. Let's just lift our hands. Let's ask God to help us today. God in Jesus' name. Thank you.